It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, friends. If you're in need of some quality herb, maybe a little bit of CBD, maybe a little bit of CBN, maybe you want to learn about what that stuff is, you're looking for some sleep help, you're looking for a little relaxation, well, whatever it is, our folks over at Solace Meds have got you covered. They're absolutely fantastic. They've got top-end quality flower, if that's what you're looking for. They got shake, if that's what you're looking for. They got concentrates. They got edibles. They got drinkables. As I mentioned before, CBD, CBN, basically all of the latest, whatever you're looking for, they can set you straight. They've got constant deals going on in there, whether or not you want stuff that's really good for your budget or stuff that's just really, really good. And if you head into any location, you get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20, which gets you 20% off in general. Again, that's at any location now. They've got locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. If you're swinging by the bar and you need an update on your flower situation, or like I said, your edibles, whatever you need, swing on by Solace. They will take care of you. You can also go online to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com or swing by one of their stores. And again, don't forget to use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off and a free Solace Bar or King Cone. Rockies podcast brought to you finally by Stratocraft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Stratocraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we discuss... One of the strangest doubleheaders, uh, certainly the second leg of it. Uh, that was uh, amazing. It was incredible. There's already a debate breaking out in our live YouTube chat about whether or not it was stupid. I will say it was all of those things. It was wonderful. It was incredible. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. Patrick, what even in the world was that? <laughs> It was uh, almost a triple header, really. If, if by the numbers, if you count the innings, it was a triple header, uh, maybe even a quadruple header because the Rockies' second game here did also feature Kyle Freeland and 
Chichi Gonzalez there for the final out. So, I mean, depending on how you break it down mathematically, this game pretty much had just about all of it. Right. I mean, that was, uh, man, that was, that, that, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's. <laughs> where, where to start? I mean, oh, I maybe we could say. just flush game one, which is the second I, game of the series. Earlier that, today, or was that yesterday? I don't. I don't even, dude. I I believe I, I lost. I, I lost consciousness sometime around the Trevor Story error, because you thought, oh. surely, the game is over. There, like after everything else that we'd witnessed, because even when once the tying run came up against Daniel Bard. This is not going to be a, a structured conversation, folks. We'll get back to some structure, but look, this is going to be a stream of consciousness conversation on what we all just witnessed. When the tying run came up against Daniel Bard, you assumed three-run Jack. We've seen this before. We've seen this before this series. <laughs> and it happened. I will point out, and, and it kills me, uh, and make sure to follow the account, would that dong at would underscore that underscore dong. And all it tweets out is every home run and would that dong have donged in the other ballparks. And that one was only in Chicago <laughs> that he didn't have game tying three run Jack off of Daniel Bard. And I guess all it did was prolong the inevitable, but dude. Ugh. Yeah. That's another one too, where when you put it in that context, it just makes it all the more tougher. And you're right. The continuity here is, is a little all over the place too, because so much happens and you remember, Oh, then Estevez had it locked up and we're good here in the sixth and the seventh Bard's going to be okay. He's fine. Two outs. And uh, no, it yeah. happens again. It seems and like it's happened every time, like his last four or five outings. It's not true. But it certainly feels like it right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's and then so you you've got these uh, talk about all the ups and downs and backs and forths because again once once it wasn't Marquez's day, you thought sweet there that was it that was their chance if 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 Marquez isn't going to outpitch Steele, you're done. You're down 5-2 with your best pitcher on the hill in a shortened game. You're done. It's over. And then the Connor Joe grand slam all of a sudden totally flips the thing and makes you feel like, holy crap, despite all of that, they actually still might pull out a road win. And then they actually extend it make you feel slightly more comfortable about it. And they blow that, but again, not the full game. Take the lead again on the Dom Nunez single. Great go, pinch it at bat there, I, going, the, going the opposite way on the beating the shift, ultimately. And you think, okay, this is – all right, I have, we know the Cubs are going to give a runner on second base, so it's, it's fair, but this is the momentum. They're shifting back and forth. They're going to do it. And then Yancy Almonte, who has had just a nightmare of a season, walks to the hill sporting a 9.00 ERA. 
Yeah. And a runner already in scoring position because of this California rule. But he gets his three outs. Well, you got two of them. Got the third out. Trevor's story airmails a throw. We've talked about his throwing arm this season, how it's been an issue for him, how he just generally has had a down season. Really rough to see. He's now 0 for his last 17. He'd gotten hot there for a minute. But he's in a cold stretch now, and that he kind of with the game literally in his hands. And it wasn't the easiest of throws. I will say he really had to circle that thing. He had to come up. You know, he had to make a good play there. But still, you, we've seen him make that play a hundred times. And it, it was a real bummer that he airmailed that one. Literally, he puts it on target there. We don't have to deal with the rest of this drama, but. Ultimately, still, Almonte gets out of there, puts him in the position, then finally late. Ryan McMahon, two-run shot. But even still, with everything we've witnessed, you know, well, a two-run lead is nothing. That is not safe. That's not safe. So that's why, Patrick, we have to give our draft king of the game to the person who saved us today. The man, (laughs) yes. Connor Joe got it started. It was close. man closed it out he he deserves the save it might not have been daniel bart as we would have hoped that's right but one man did save the day for us and that would be mr brendan b rod rogers three for six hits that big home run a five rbi game that is a career high he had a three rbi outing earlier this season and for a guy that you know really has rookie level experience this year because Again, didn't because of service time and being on the disabled list, he's been you know on a major league roster for over a year. Right. So he's he's his tenure is gonna be over almost before you know it. Hopefully Colorado can come to some kind of extension going forward. But for having rookie level experience, he's right. been so good, you know, for for the team this season since he's been back from the IL. And and if you wipe away, you know, his first two, three weeks. When he came back from the IL, he's been even better than that. The numbers are just showing that out. Mm-hmm. He's just hitting hard line drives up the middle. His homer, you know, goes to to right center field there. You know, he just he was he was fantastic all day today. Uh, even had an RBI single in the first game to give the Rockies a two one lead. Made a diving stop. So you know, just just overall ended up doing the damn thing in both games on both sides of the ball and he's he deserves to be the DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. Yeah. I, I was trying to find the tweet. I tweeted out earlier. He's hitting over in his last 55 games I can remember. He's hitting basically 300. Uh you know, and got a nice slugging percentage there, but he's just been so so solid. I mean, and then we've seen recently he had another nice got lost and everything. He had a nice diving catch nine hours ago in one of these games that saved uh, some early runs whenever that was. Uh, but obviously, yeah, the the big double there at the end after the Rymac two-run home run, nice to see that from Mac as well. But Rogers basically with the dagger that made you finally go, okay, that really ought to be enough. <laughs> And well, and, and even after that, the Rockies were still able to get two more. And so you felt confident again yeah. about having a four run lead. But then it all goes back to this idea that 
well, wait a minute. The Rockies couldn't get it done the first time with their best arms out of the pen. So now you almost have to go reverse pen order. As the game gets deeper and deeper, you're almost less and less confident. <laughs> yeah, right. The guy. Yeah. Well, they they end up going with Chichi Gonzalez, their ninth pitcher, or yeah. technically tenth if you also count Mr. Kyle Freeland, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> but they did use ten different pitchers in this game. Right. Nine of them to pitch. So Chichi eventually, you know, he gets the job done, uh, and and as you mentioned. The game ended with Kyle Freeland playing left field because, uh, and we, we hope Trevor's all right, but he, he comes out. Uh, obviously, you know, we haven't talked about the weather yet as a big setting for all of this, you know, very rainy uh, at times. It was kind of back and forth. I uh, would let up and then, and then get a little heavier. And he comes out of the game and Kyle Freeland, who had come in to pinch hit earlier because Bud Black was out of dudes. And he and actually come up with a bunt single. Yeah, <laughs> what even is going on in this game? Um, uh, but he comes in, and I'm sorry, I think I said left field, but he came in and and played some right, and it's just like, what, what in the world? <laughs> what is going on? And we're recording this, of course, right as Bud Black's giving his post game press conference. But I am a little curious to see if maybe Kyle was going to be in line for, you know, and any opportunity on the bump. Now, you know, some of the pitchers, you know, they get their four days rest, but then they have a throw day and it's really not a great design to have, you know, to bring pitchers into a game, you know, on a throw day because you're, you're throwing in your bullpen much differently than you would in a game. And I don't know how dire you need to have this win that you potentially jeopardize Kyle Freeland's health, but you can go with the whole Waxahachie swap that we saw back in the 80s with the New York Mets. And Chi-Chi comes in to pitch to right-handed batters. Then he goes out to right field. And Kyle Freeland comes in to pitch to left-handed batters. You could go back and forth and do something like that. And I'm sure there's a lot, probably a lot of people at home saying, hey, you talked about it on, uh, on the Tuesday slash Wednesday podcast about if you were the manager for the day, what would you do? I wanted to start an opener. Now you 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 put the idea out there. Well, what if you have two pitchers in the game at the same time, one in right field, or you'd switch them to left field depending on the handedness of the hitter, and you can go back and forth an entire game depending on who is in the lineup that day. Yeah. I don't know if that's what Buddy had in mind, but that certainly is on the table. I mean, it it would have been more stuff to add to this game that was yeah. absolutely full of stuff. And, uh, you know, and as we know, Friedland would have been up for it. Like, Friedland's down to do any of that stuff. And, yeah, Will, that's interesting uh, with the three-batter rule and, and how that would impact all of that, uh, um, probably in a sad and unfortunate way, because it, it would be fun to to see teams do that more. But, I mean, again, you're only doing that when you're forced into it, but it's a cool strategy to be able to employ when you are starting to – run out of guys in, in extras in the second leg of a doubleheader. And so what a, what a ball game. Rockies end up escaping that thing 13 to 10 with the W. <clears throat> Brendan Rodgers coming through with the big hit uh, and, and Connor Joe. So what do you think? We were talking in the Discord because nine ribbies between Joe and Broad who collectively are bro. Mm, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you got to go full Matt Riddle on it. The really broskies, 
Bro. Yeah. RK Bro, maybe. We can work with that. They're they're yeah. definitely bros at, at the top of the lineup. Brode. Shaney going for Brode like that. <laughs> on on when they're on the road, because they're the only two guys who are hitting on that. Well, and we had summer of CJ as well. Uh Crone had his moments uh, in the first game. Again, they led in every game of this road series. They could easily have swept this set. Like <laughs> this is such a frustrating thing to it's, watch. And and we you know, we talk about it when they go on the road, how the possibilities are endless, where it, it almost seems like there's evidence to suggest it should be extreme. The Cubs are awful. They lost 13 games in a row at home. Hadn't won since the trade deadline at home because all the good players were traded away. We know about that. And so you go, all right, the extreme is they're actually going to sweep the Cubs. And the other extreme is, but they're going on the road. So that trumps just about everything. Right. And it turns out both of those things were true, right? They're leading in all the games. They're scoring first. They're coming back. And yet they they almost nearly got swept by uh, a, a team and a roster full of guys that a lot of baseball fans probably wouldn't know too much about. You know, Matt Duffy, Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel is in the middle of your lineup. That's, yeah, that that's yeah. a softball. Those names are, are very evocative of a, of a good softball league or maybe even above average men's league. But those are just not the names that really strike fear and say, oh, man, that's a that's a baller. That, that's a good that's a good player. They're all guys in their late 20s that were discarded from other teams and never really panned out. And yet those are the guys in the first game that end up kind of beating you with wisdom hitting that three-run home run. If we even want to acknowledge the game one that happened earlier today. I know, right? There's and, a whole other baseball game that happened today. <laughs> and that was the that was should have been the more frustrating one because they lost on that one. But yet Yeah. And again, one where if if Gomber just makes his pitch there to wisdom, they probably walk away with the W and a series win. And they, they should have, but there is that extra thing with this team on the road and everything is just that much harder to do. So what do you call a slam into Sam and a slam in the second game? Yeah. that I forgot that that had happened, right? That was what? Six hours ago that uh, Sam Hilliard and Connor Joe crashed into each other. And Sam Hilliard, again, if we were draft like we drafted, who, who were the guys who were most likely to know John Boy the other day? If we drafted, like, who were the guys you'd least like to get trucked at full speed by? Sam Hilliard's got to be at or near the top of that list. He's there. I think Connor Joe is, has got some, you know, sneaky moves there. Like, he's Hit the not grand sneaky slam. moves, but that. he's, I mean, think about this. In the first game, Joe and Hilliard collided and Mm. Joe did take the brunt of that. So to your Mm. point, Hilliard's the bigger guy, but I mean, Joe, you know, he ended up being one of the few guys that played in both games of his doubleheader. He's just, he's like a small linebacker, small middle linebacker that's going to hit you. And so he, I think it would, would, you might be surprised with how hard someone like Connor Joe could hit. I I don't, I wouldn't want any of these guys, even Garrett Hampson is going to pack some punch. Right. Sneaky no, pop. but I think that's he why it heard. ended up being mostly okay. Right. Exactly. You're, yeah. No, right. you're exactly right. It's because like Joe was like, whoa, that was rough. But like, I'm, I got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. And clearly 
clearly he was. He was still able to go out there and do his damn thing, and it just keeps doing it, just keeps looking real. One thing you know is real. Y'all know it's real, and that's this Breckenridge Brewery. I got, well, I don't have the whole brewery, actually. I just I just have one can from them, probably made by our friends at Ball, but I'm not talking about them right now. I'm talking about Breck Brew Strawberry Sky from our favorite brewery. You can get a 15-can tap pack, we call them, down at your local King Supers, maybe at a liquor store, or maybe you can come down to the DNVR bar, and if you're just watching the ball game, all you got to do is hang out for nine hours of watching baseball, and that's a lot of Breck Brew. Maybe maybe Uber home or get one of those scooters. Actually, don't scooter. Definitely Uber home. Have someone carry you home at that point if you've been just ordering your Breck Brews and hanging out at the DNVR bar while they're playing all of that baseball. But do... Uh, get them Breck brews. They're absolutely delicious and tasty. You know, you get a bigger one down at the DNVR bar. If you're a member of the family, subscribe today at the DNVR.com. You'll get access to all the written content, discounts on hats and shirts, that bigger beer I was just telling you about. You get to come hang out in our Discord channel, which is just a private chat room where we're talking baseball 24-7, all the other sports. Obviously, there's a channel for each one of the sports. There's a channel for people like just like talking Star Wars. There's a channel for people that like talking movies or television or snowboarding or cooking, uh, people sharing recipes and, and stuff that they're making. It's like a, a whole community there. And it's not just, you know, we we all love talking to each other, too. But sometimes we're sharing useful information with each other or, hey, did you guys see the new Spider-Man trailer? Sometimes it's just like that. It's a whole lot of fun geeking out uh, with each other over anything and everything. So subscribe today to the DNVR.com. You don't want to miss out on all of the fun. And, of course, one thing we know is a whole lot of fun is getting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, making that sports watching. Boy, if you had some bets in this one, if you took the over on time played, which I don't think is something you're allowed to do, but number of innings played, uh, you, you got to get on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's a whole lot of fun. Take the over these days on Brendan Rodgers. Take him to get hits. He's been fantastic. Uh, Connor Joe to get on base. <laughs> I don't think they'll let you bet that anymore. Like they, they wouldn't let you bet Ryan Tapia to get a hit. Guys to get home runs, strikeouts. You know what it is. It's a whole lot of fun. Any of the other sports that you're getting into. And this is probably the best promo that I've seen DraftKings do for new people signing up right now. So if you've been hesitant in the past, you're really not sure, this is a great way to get in because basically what they're doing here, you put a dollar down on any college football game and immediately, instantly, regardless of what happens in that football game, they're going to hook you up with 200 bucks in free bets, right? Which just means you've, you've basically got now this like free $200 to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what kinds of things you can bet on and what you don't. You may end up up at the end of it. You may just end up, you know, oh, well, my free $200 went away, but whatever it is, it's super, super fun. So head on over to your favorite app downloading store thingy that's on your phone and download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be Oh, oh, I forgot this part. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. That up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, 
that game that we just saw was actually the third longest of the season. Four hours, 18 minutes. They had one early in the season that went against Arizona, if you remember. That went 13. Yeah. And there was one in the end of June in Milwaukee that they lost in a walk-off. So this is now the longest game of the season that they ended up winning. Got to like that. Trevor Story taken out of the game late. We saw Brendan Rodgers go in, and uh, he he came into shortstop. Trevor Story, some kind of apparent injury there. Uh, We'll kind of wait to to see what's going on with uh, Trevor Story. Hopefully it's nothing serious. It's a little bit more precautionary, but those are two fun little fun facts about this long-ass day. Anyone that was at the ballpark, all the guys, they weren't there a decade. They were there. 12 hours. I don't know how I've confused Oof. half of a day in 12 hours. A dozen. Oof. I was thinking the word dozen. That's it. Yeah. I mean, night. It, a decade. It, was, it felt like a decade, but it was it actually just like a it. dozen hours. Dozen hours. Uh, Shady says it was the first game to go 10 innings since the double header started being seven innings. That's fun. Uh, do have a couple of super chats here from our guy, Jacob. We know you. We love you. We're huge fans of yours. Says he lives in Bakersfield, and the dream is to come to the bar, share some nachos with you guys. Well, well, let us know, Jacob, for sure, when you're going to be in town, and and I I, I will make sure that I can be down there. And also that SummerSlam was epic. I've only seen – I've I've seen some of the highlights. I I know kind of the big things that happened, but i got to go back and watch the show. Becky Um, and Brock, that's what it's about. And you know what? You and Jacob, you can both share – in in kind of the I don't want to say sadness, but you can both you know discuss what it's like to lose a team because Bakersfield they had a, a team in the That's California League, the Bakersfield Blaze uh, as long uh, along with the the High Desert Mavericks they ended up moving to to, to North Carolina um, so yeah it's kind of it's kind of sad disappointing with Grand Junction and, and Bakersfield but there's still baseball there they they definitely haven't forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there, Jacob. We'll pour one out for great question. Longest MLB extra inning game? I think either this season and last season. year. Because last year was the first one of that. I want to say 13 was the longest uh, last year, and I'm not sure that that another one ended up going longer this year. It's yeah. you know, again with the runner on second base. That's the whole point is to you know keep it so that there there aren't you know the entire pitching staff is is being used and you know you have that you know increase of of injury right or even you just the right. gameplay kind of loses some of its fun i mean i think for a while we enjoyed seeing position players pitch like growing up like i never remember that even being a thing i'm sure it happened on the rarest of occasion and yet you would think that would stand out in our memories but no <laughs> and now you hear no. you know jack corgan on koa talking about drew butera warming up in the wrigley field bullpen and you go he's not even on the roster right that's yeah you go no that makes sense but he's got to warm butera up in case chi chi gets into a jam and you know that's baseball in 2021 what do you want <laughs> man it isn't it though just this really was something else a couple of um uh, under the radar heroes of the game, Lucas Gilbreth. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, that's heroic work. <laughs> Struck out the side, clean inning out of the Rockies bullpen. What? All right. 
Um, <laughs> and he's he's at his moments uh, as of late. Uh, ben Bowden, I thought looked really sharp. Yeah, he's he's been better. Went as went of late. plus. You know, Tyler Kinley did that in the first game. Yeah, went inning plus one point one in the in the third inning. So those two guys kind of you know underrated hero uh, overlooked a little bit. So Bowden and Kinley, you know, no. props to them. And Bowden even gets the win in this game. So that's nice to see. Yeah. And um, Chassin, back to, as we know, as you know, as you've pointed out many, many times, one inning, fine. And, and he was again today after, you know, the, the just dreadful. And you wonder how uh, a thing like that, where you're just walking guys on 12 straight balls out of the zone, and you're like, uh, that can really mess with you. But, yeah, Shana, they, they, they done did the miracle a couple. Of, and, and it is amazing to look at this game and be like, they had three guys. Pitch out of the bullpen really well. And then these other guys just, you know, not. Do you think there is a change coming in the back of the bullpen? Do you think it's I mean, going to be a Steves? Okay. I get this. I do. Uh, you know, okay. I, sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what my thought was yesterday when we recorded. Yeah. <clears throat> And I keep going back and forth. It's the gut instinct is Estevez, period. That's just what the gut says. And then you take, then I take a step back and I go, and I'm not thinking of this how the Rockies front office might be thinking about it, but I'm thinking about it because all teams think like this: is that you know Daniel Bard, if he if he moved gets moved in the off season or whatever, you know he's he's the higher trade chip, and you're you're highlighting him there in the ninth. But also by keeping Estevez in the eighth, you're keeping his number down a little bit more. He's going to be in his final year of arbitration next year. And we also know in so many games, and you'd have to break it down on a game-by-game basis, don't just cherry-pick one, but sometimes the bigger outs are in the eighth. So you go, all right, well, yeah. Yeah. you know, I don't, yeah, we can go back to back in time and, and have a multiverse and do all this kind of stuff and say, oh, well, then Bard would just blow it in the eighth. You, we don't know that. We don't actually know that. So, you know, those tougher uh, at-bats in, in, in the eighth, you do want to go to Estevez because I think right now you trust him more and you're, you're just kind of stuck a little bit, right? It's Chessine, Estevez, and Bard because there's no definitive better option. There's also no better seventh inning option. Yeah, I mean, you're. this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. 100%. He's got three relievers who are all – pitching slightly above league average. And, you know, there, there's nothing to say that if you put Chassin or Estevez in the ninth, that they would not replicate Bard's difficulties in, right. in closing out, um, you know, and vice versa. So if you want to mess with a little bit, just to see, I, I've got no problem with it. Like if he trotted out uh, Estevez or, you know, just gave Bard a, a break a little bit. Uh, I do think, you know, moving forward, if again, and, and we've kind of come back to this, their stated public plan of trying to go out and build for next year, as opposed to showcasing these guy to, guys as like trade pieces or whatever, then I, I think the idea is none of these guys are likely to be future closers. If any of them is, it's going to be barred because we've seen him do it before. So you want him to prove that he can do it again. But ultimately, they're all set up men 
That's the, the you have three decent setup guys and you don't have a closer. That's that's what it is, right? right. So you can give it a shot, but yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna give another vote of confidence to Estevez just because I want to see him get that glory. Sure, okay. In, in, in the nine, but no, you're you're 100 right. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If if you're banging the drum and saying, oh, more losses are actually going to be better for this team in the future, you know, improve their their draft position or whatever, then. You kind of should be fine with Daniel Bard there in the ninth if you don't believe he's the best option. So really what you know you kind of hope happens is someone else emerges from that next tier crop that you can kind of mix and match. And so you can have a somewhat of a closer by committee. And some nights it's Bard, some nights it's Estevez. But you have to have somebody else come in because if Chassin's getting the eighth, now who's who's in there for the seventh? Is Kinley going to step up? Is he going to? you know, take today's, you know, really good outing and kind of go forward with it. Does Almonte, you know, does he somehow get in his head? Okay, I got to flush that. And I'm only looking at my stats from August on Starting, or even yeah. today on, right? Yeah, right. Totally. Like he's a young guy, but that's what he can do to kind of put himself in the next realm of like, look, I'm a big league pitcher. Yeah. I have to totally forget what happened the first part of the year. I got to get used to this idea that some days you have it, some weeks you have it, some months you have it, and some you don't. And yeah. he's been more of the don't. But you know what? What are you going to do in the final month of the season? Maybe he emerges. Maybe it is one of the lefties. Maybe it is either Gilbreth yeah. or Bowden comes in. Or guy that I know you like a lot, you bang the drum. Um, he looked pretty solid tonight, Robert Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah. Uh, I like Stevenson and that, that ability. I think he's got closer stuff. He doesn't have closer command yet. But he's got closer stuff, uh, and again, I think I think probably if he maxes out a bit, you've got another really solid setup guy. The Rockies just don't, they need a closer, and they don't have one. And we've all witnessed it. That's what this. That's why they've got. Oh, I, I haven't looked at the stat again. They're over twenty now. I don't know if this was twenty-one or twenty-two uh, blown saves on the year, and uh, it, it's just it, it's brutal. It, it's absolutely. Great. I was I was way off because I really thought the bullpen was going to be uh, a surprise strength. At least solid, yeah. yeah. I really did, and like you said, these guys are all setup men. And Chassin went from the hey, he's he's around and he's elevated himself to being you know a really solid setup man. Estevez yeah. is like, okay, this is what we were hoping out of him that we're getting now in the second half. And Bard, he's been frustrating, but I thought Stevenson would step it up or Estevez would dominate and become a closer, right? right. Um, the, the lefties Bowden again with his pedigree being a second round pick out of, out of Vanderbilt, possibly doing some Gilbreth going from the rotation to now just being a, a bullpen piece. Maybe he would again, just be, be a loogie so to speak, but for three yeah. guys at a time now. Um, and, and Almonte again, with stuff that he's flashed in the past, there was just enough potential there all around to say, Man, this could be—they could be sneaky good, or they could be average and surprise people. And a couple guys end up being really great. And that has not been the case. I just, was yeah, it's way off on that. All gone the other direction. And what's wild, and and we were talking about this with Goody last time that uh, you know Drew Goodman was on the podcast, and the wildness of of bullpens from year to year. And I pointed this out on that episode that in 2016 the Rockies only had two relievers who put up an ERA plus of 100 or better. 
And their best one was Chris Russin at like a 130. So they were just, it was one of the worst bullpens in the history of the Rockies. It and was, he probably started a few games that season too. Probably. So that, even, yeah, you know, if you really yeah. want to skew it, you could say one, right? Totally. He might have thrown a complete game. He threw a complete game shutout at Coors Field one time. That's one of the most random ass. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Russin. Yeah. Threw a, what? It's true. Look it up. I was there. Um, Katie was there taking pictures in the in the camera wall. Um, but the next season in 2017 is their highest number of relievers ever. And yes, they added like. Greg Holland was a big one, right? Him stepping in and, and becoming their closer and being a, a huge a- a addition. Jake McGee, who they had already received, but had kind of been shut down the year before. He'd gotten hurt in 2016, didn't have the best introduction. He came back healthy, was really good then. Chris Russell was even better uh, in 2017. It was actually Adam Adovino's down year. But they had all these dudes step up. And to your point, a lot of them were guys who were already there who just hadn't been very good the year before. And so if we look back next year, we're going, oh, man, Almonte, Stevenson, Gilbreth, Justin Lawrence, who we've seen back and forth a little bit. He's another guy you throw into this mix. Maybe Peter Lambert or and or Ryan Rollison have been moved into relief roles because they've, oddly enough, got extraordinary depth at starting pitching. Um, you know, I, you could still see with a, but they need a closer. They need a closer. You've got to sign that guy or someone has to grow into being it or, or, or become it, which I, I feel like is a harder thing to do. But picking one up off the free agent market, we know is also really hard. So that's the thing, but yeah, there's uh there's some interesting pieces there still. So despite the fact that you were off on this, you, you might've just been one year early. No, we'll yeah, look back a year from now. I appreciate you trying to make me feel better. And, <laughs> and, and, and what sucks too Never is, know. you know, they, they're stuck. Like, I think, you know, and, and we've talked about it before and, and we could break it down another time about why, you know, they went after Shaw McGee and, and Davis there. But, you know, I think they just need some more veteran presences in, yeah. in, in the bullpen. But again, it, similar to like CJ Crone, minor league deal. Yes. He's probably going to win a spot, and then he wins a spot, and like, hey, that's great. He can extol all his wisdom down to the younger guys. Same thing with the bullpen needs that. Only problem is, a first baseman is going to his eyes are going to light up and say, "Oh, I can reclaim some of my value, my fifth team in five years. That's great because I'm going to I'm going to hit the the cover off the ball, and then I'm going to go sign a two three year deal to show yes. everybody how good I am." The reverse is not true for a reliever. A reliever is going to stay away and say, "You know what?" I'll go sign with the Dodgers on a minor league deal, and I will even stay with them through June 1st. I'll even stay in the minors, and then I'll have an opt-out clause, you know, maybe maybe a May 1st, June 1st to, hi- you know, to highlight my abilities, and then maybe another team will come to fruition. But I am not going to Colorado under any circumstances, even if there's a chance to make that roster, because it, that could be the end of me, you know? And so – they're stuck and they may have to go somewhere in the middle and still hand out some guaranteed contracts to guys that you might look and go, eh, maybe could you have another team would, is only offering a minor league deals, but you right. got to give them a major league deal. There I think that's why you're never right. Yes. I think that's why you're not going to, I'm a, I'm more okay with them not shelling out for those, those big man relievers. Mm-hmm. I still would be interested in 
going back and looking at some of the big name pitchers, again, it would very much have to depend. We, we know about Hampton and Nagel. Maybe we should revisit that. The bullpen piece, I don't think that's going to work out because, as we said, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the violent nature with which relievers just go up and down uh, yeah. is just it's, – it's so unpredictable. But starting pitchers, you might feel a little bit better about a contract like that. So, yeah, they see if they can get some bets this offseason to bolster the bullpen because they don't have any necessarily young arms coming up. And also, too, even if you add a year onto this this bullpen and they're another year older, do you feel that much better? Like, oh, again, Samante, okay, now he's he's 28. So now he moves closer to the head of the table as it's the like, bullpen. Yeah. You still need more it's guys that can do it, not just new guys. I love it that we've got uh, reporter Shaney coming in in the comments here. Appreciate it because we were not going to wait for the post game to go live after. Bud Black saying that Daniel Vard is in a bit of a slump and the coaching staff is going to get together and talk about what to do. So that that is interesting that it sounds like they're going to be uh, proactive about that and and explore some options there, which, again, I don't think really means that much either in the short term or long term. But it's nice to know that they're they're going to come together and explore some options because I guess just doing nothing at all is likely just to make people frustrated and angry, including maybe the people on the, the team, the, the other guys in the locker room. So you got to be careful about that. And since we were talking about relievers, Patrick, one guy I saw, and I, lo- I saw there's a, t- there's a huge list of them, and I'm not going to get attached to relievers in the offseason before we start getting there. But I did see one name. An aging guy, probably shouldn't cost a whole lot of money. He's having a pretty good year. He's had success with the Colorado Rockies before. The Troy Hawkins. You know what? <laughs> I think it's a brilliant move. He looked great during the Futures game as a coach. Still, that uniform hangs on him wonderfully. Oh, no, I'm hearing now my earpiece. I wasn't even close. All right, Drew, who was it? Who's the guy? Adam Onovino. Yeah. He'll be back out there. I'll throw that name out there for now. I'll throw another name at you, and that's Chevalier, the protectors of the realm. They're absolutely fantastic, our Mike and Virginia. They'll take care of you out there in this crazy housing market. You've got questions. They can take care of you. They can talk to you about everything that's going on, and they can talk to you about the sports. So they'll probably have opinions on the this Rockies closure situation or the Broncos quarterback situation. I know they've got opinions on all that stuff. I know they're big college football fans as well. Uh, Mike's a big CSU Rams guy for those of you Rams fans out there. So check them out. Uh, Go to dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free hat or shirt from us, the DNVR hat or shirt. Uh, But more importantly, get set up with that free consultation to discuss all of your options with Mike and Virginia. That's at dnvrmortgage.com. You can also... Call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. And Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. And of course, you know, oh, go ahead. I was going to say there is one lasting image and our, our guy rocks gifts vid did capture it and we'll just describe it here so definitely search him out if you haven't already but it's in the 
the last out, right? What do the what do the Rockies outfielders do when they win a ball game? Oh, the run and and they bomb converge, and come together and do it. Yeah. And uh, who was in right field for the final out? Oh, Al Freeland. Al Freeland. So go check out Al Freeland. It. Looking like one of the kids up there in Williamsport in the Little League World Series. Yes. Jumping up, bumping. Absolutely amazing. Kyle. He's the best. Every all the pitchers have to be so jealous. Like that, that's a that's, that's one so of those cool. fun questions that is fun, but you also really want to know. And there's a seriousness to it. And I and I think I, I might have to like ask all the pitchers, like, what would you rather do? Hit a home run or be in the outfield when you win a game and you get to jump up and, and do that little move. I bet you Kyle wanted to field a fly ball exactly as much as Bud Black did not want him to field a foul ball. How's that for a Tim McCarverism for you, by the way? That's good. I think that's about right. I think, I think your scales are right on the money. Yeah, I, I'm sure he just wanted so, – like, hit me one. Come on, hit me one. Not a line drive. Like, he didn't want to, like, run into the gap. And, like, he understands his health is, is paramount. But a nice, lazy fly ball. My dad used to say this because like, I used to say, Dad, you know, to your to your question of, like, what, what would you want to do? And I used to say, Dad, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to hit a home run or strike a guy out or, or do whatever? And – uh, you know, a dad worked construction his whole life. So after a while, you know, you've only got so much knees. You've only got so much uh, of the working back and stuff like that. And he said, I just want to camp under a nice, lazy fly ball in the outfield. Watch it in. Grab it for the third out. Turn around. Throw that thing up into the crowd. And jog into the dugout. That's what I want. That's, God, baseball is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Although if it is the game ball from a guy who just got his first career save or win, <laughs> your dad would not be a big, you know, they would be like, let me tell you a story about Larry Creaseman, this SOB. <laughs> now I bring that up because that happened to Garvin Olsen. I wrote about it in the all-star game is similar. He won one game in his career. One. It was with the Colorado Rockies. And he had a real Larry Creaseman type guy out in center field. that got rid of that ball. Brutal. But I'll tell you, this is, since we're kind of going down, down, down that ave a little bit now, lazy fly ball that lands right there for you in baseball term. What is that called? A can lazy of corn. Fly ball, can of corn. Why is it called a can of corn? I always assumed it was because you could catch it in a can <laughs> in a corn can. <laughs> Cause it was so easy. <laughs> like you're just saying where, you know, because it's a can of corn, you, know, can, you, know, you, have, you can you hold can it. Of corn. So you can catch it. And so that's why. No. So the story is back in the day, um, yeah, I knew grocery stores didn't exist. There was general stores, right? Okay. It was just a general store. You get your right. feed in there. You actually had food ingredients, not items that are digestible that contain some food and other chemicals. Right? Right. Not like Hassel Cattle Company. That's just a real food ingredient. So the right. general store, they'd have these really high ceilings. And on the top shelf would be a can of corn. And so the grocer had his apron on and he would go with his stick and just go ahead and, and tap the can of corn and boom, catch it right there in his apron. Can of corn. Boom. That's, That's amazing. Commercial. How about that? That is amazing. That's fantastic stuff. 
And I would expect you to know that as well. Someone's got to. I knew the wind up thing. That's that's the only one I got. That's I don't that's think I know that. Tell me. You don't, I don't think you don't I don't know, know that. that. I don't think so. That I know is, I left these are called Southpaw. This is this now, would be very timely. We have to no, let's understand one thing about this story. What I'm about to tell you was told to me by a high school teacher who I'm pretty sure was right about this. <laughs> um because this goes back to the Civil War and the invention of the game, the original invention of the game and the ball that they would throw was just super wound up ball of twine yeah and when guys would hit it with basically a stick something you wouldn't recognize as a baseball bat today and it go out into shallow left center for a single the ball would the, the twine would come undone a little bit so when they got it back to the pitcher he would have to stand on the mound and wind it up. You would have to do the wind up before the pitch. So that's and, where, and that's almost too like, and you, you know, you see back in the Bugs Bunny, the cartoons with the arm going around, like he's winding it up, he's winding <laughs> up the ball. I did not know that. I have never even heard that. Again, I hope Very that that's good. true. That's one of those things that you're told when you're a kid and you carry with you, and you just hope that somebody. What was oh, like uh, our friend Susie Hunter. Everyone, I'm sure, knows Susie on, on Twitter. She was out at the DNVR bar uh, hanging out with John Boy and company when they were out and, and, and all of that. But uh, she was the one that tracked down that Tyler Kinley is not actually related to President McKinley. And this is just a thing he had believed his whole life. You know, you're told in your family, told, yeah, and we just dropped the McKinley because was, he was assassinated and there were people after him. There's always oh, no. <laughs> she disproved it. Yeah, she basically just that was very did. nice. But it's also it's great. It's great journalism. It's actually great reporting. It, it's great journalism, and it also wasn't very nice. But you know, what? if you've got if yeah, if you get like a lifetime subscription to Ancestry.com and you have the ability to find right. out where you know a, a reliever in the Rockies bullpen, like who he's related to, I absolutely would use that. So totally. I I do applaud Susie for that. That's pretty yeah. cool. You, you gotta appreciate that. Um, Okay, so I have no idea how to end this show. <laughs> I'm about to go into wrap up, boys. Okay, Patrick. Yeah. Thoughts on no other real notes. I think what? I had. You know, Gomber nearly. You know, had had a good performance. Gomber almost was good. I said no. Gomber and Marquez were both going to be great, and neither of them were. No. Ugh. No, that was just so odd against the Cubs team, and now they got to go into LA. Duh. And like, so what? What's going to happen? And then what's the antithesis of that? Right? They can't. Could it? I mean, so like, what was supposed to happen for this three game series is three game sweep. Cubs are really bad. They're they're playing really great. We'll, we'll forget about Sunday. Sure. They look at their starters. They're they have a good chance of winning three. Maybe they'll get two, but they'll probably get three. So the exact opposite happened where they're almost swept. They blow it. They barely win one game. All right, so what's the reality of what should happen against the Dodgers? They'd be lucky they should if they get win swept. one. No, they should get swept. Oh, this is backfiring on me. So now, now they're going to sweep. You know, this my analogy <laughs> is not does not hold water. The, look, <laughs> the Dodgers uh, are playing for for real right now. They're getting into real. Yeah. Put on our hard hats and and play ball mode. The Rockies, 
as much as they were up in all three games in this Cubs series and, and could have, should have, would have swept, like they just don't have the talent to hang with the Dodgers when they're at their best. And they're I think they're going to come out and play their best. And so it's just going to be, you know, Rockies are just going to have to have, and no, it is why well, I, I, I do have to look and go, they just scored 13 runs, but it was against the Cubs. It was against the Cubs. <laughs> and the Dodgers are going against the Padres right now. Yeah. So what if that burns them out a little bit? Yeah. Right right now, the if if this is to be believed, here's the matchup we're gonna get. And we've got 48 hours until game time, basically. So yeah. uh from the time that we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh two lefties on Friday night, like that. David Price, Kyle Freeland. Saturday, John Gray versus Mitchell White. Oh, White versus Gray. Hey. You know, it's just Smith. And I made that up, you know. Uh, and then on Sunday, Julio Urias and Antonio Senzatella. That's not bad. That's not bad. Those first two games on starting pitching matchup alone, which didn't mean a damn thing in this Cubs series, by the way. <laughs> uh, those first two games are winnable. And and the last one's not not winnable. Urias has had the Rockies number. He's he's been very. I don't have the I don't have the numbers in front of me. We'd have to look it up. But Drew, do you know how good the Dodgers are? And again, I, I, people are gonna go, yeah, but and, and and you're right, you are right. But do you know who's batting eighth for the Dodgers right now? I mean, is it like Chris Taylor or somebody like 2019 MVP Cody Bellinger? Cody like, Bellinger. That's how good this right. lineup is. And yeah, we know he's not he's not he's having not having a great year, year, but but even still, they're what paying forty plus million dollars to AJ Pollock batting seventh. Chris Taylor, right. you're like ho hum. Mariners didn't want him. He was an all star this year. It's, and they got Pujols on the bench. Gavin Lux, a guy who's supposed to be a you know rookie of the year candidate. Austin Barnes, which is a fantastic catcher. And uh, and don't they also have another little secret weapon? I, I thought they claimed the other day. Uh, oh yeah, um, they got him down in uh, Oklahoma City, Mister Tony Papers, two bags. He's going to come up with some stupid big hit for them. Just watch. He's going back-to-back against Pujols. There, I said it. Okay? Uh, he, they, uh, Walters hits a grand slam and then Pujols. So, like, that's how the back-to-back Don't goes. you put that evil in the world. Don't you put that out there. I'm trying to do the – I'm trying to oh, say it, and then the opposite happens. The thing with the stuff. He comes in to pitch. He tries to throw one of those Butera spinners that he learned a couple years ago. And Gomber comes in and has the pinch hit in Grand Slam. Drew, this is how you do this. I, you know what? You're 100% right. And any win, any not loss, which I guess has to be a win, <laughs> in L.A. against the Dodgers, especially right now, you got to you gotta take it. You got to be happy with it. Uh, Just knock the Dodgers just, down even. Yeah, because, all right, they're bringing a swept. But knock yeah. them down. Yeah. Make, make uh, Kenley make them a save. Make them earn their two wins, yeah. yeah. Embarrass them. Go out there. Maybe maybe Freeland even no hitter through six, and you're like, okay, all right. This is something. He likes going against go. those guys. He does. So, and he's going to be all amped up. He's <laughs> position player now. He's a two-way player now. Yeah, <laughs> and the Dodgers will be seeing Darvish the day before, so on, on Thursday. So, you know, you yeah. got the hard-throwing righty, a little soft toss and lefty. Maybe that mixes it up just enough. Love it. All right. Well, everyone, come hang out with us. 
Make sure you're watching these games and uh, <laughs> you know, drinking a responsible amount of Breck Brew while you're doing so because it can get a little intense out there. What a game, though. We really do appreciate those of you who stayed up with us late uh, to watch that one and, and to chat about it afterwards. You guys are the absolute best. You've been fantastic here in the live chat. If you haven't done that before, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. You click the bell icon. Give us a like. That always uh, really helps us out. If you click that thumbs up button, uh, let us know, or it'll let you know when we're going live. And so you can hang out with us, ask us questions, impact the conversation. We appreciate you all. Make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com for all the stuff that I said earlier. Make sure you're following on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick B. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Big shout out to our guy, Yah, here for producing the show today. Appreciate you behind the scenes, our our guy, man, getting getting the gate. There he is. What's up, man? First one for you here on the Rockies beat. Going to be joining us from here on out. We're super stoked for you here. And you really get to know you here if you come on out to Trivia Night on Tuesdays at the DNVR bar. You got to make it happen. It's so much fun. Yeah, here hosts the thing. There's questions on all the major sports or some pop culture stuff, some Colorado stuff. Winner gets a $50 tab at the DNVR bar, which if you haven't been down before, first of all, do that. Second of all, that's a lot of food and drink at the DNVR bar. That'll go. And you can convince your friends, go, dude, it's just going to be, it's basically going to be free. You know, we're going to win. It's going to cover that 50 bucks. So it's pretty much free. Boom. That's your hook. And you can get whoever you need to on your team and down there. hundred percent. So, Hit up the trivia night on Tuesdays. Keep watching the baseball. Keep hanging out with us and having fun. And if you're subscribed, chilling with us in the Discord channel, even on off days like we've got coming up. So thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise we'll continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Drew Creaseman, and yeah, here Vasquez in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. As always, we hope that show put a smile on your face and your smile should be brought to us by our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Absolutely fantastic. Best damn family-owned dentist anywhere in the Denver metro area. They'll take care of you. They'll treat you like family. They'll even talk to you about sports and stuff if that's what you're into because they've been longtime supporters of ours. We cannot more highly recommend that if you need any kind of dental work done that you make your first call to our friend at Green Mountain Dental Group. Again, it's just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. They will hook you up with that free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning, x-ray, and exam today. So don't hesitate. I know it can be tough. I always love going to the dentist. But with Green Mountain Dental Group, you kind of do. So check them out.